Hi, everyone. This is Lori Joyner from Lori Joyner Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, where we talk practically about all things discipleship related, such as where to find people to disciple, what to do on a typical discipleship appointment, and how to help our disciples grow in Christ. Whether you're just starting out or looking to sharpen your discipleship skills, you're in the right place. Hi, everyone. This is Lori Joyner, your discipleship coach. Help. I currently disciple one woman and casually another, but making time for it with children is my biggest challenge. Now, that was the comment one gal recently shared when she downloaded my free discipleship starter kit. Matter of fact, I've gotten this comment in various ways over and over. So today, because of the plethora of women who want to disciple but can find it really challenging during that season of life, I wanted to dedicate this podcast to that issue. So here are my top eight tips when discipling others when you have young children. First of all, number one, don't try to do too much at this stage of life. You probably may need to just disciple one person. Now, when I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old, the most I could do was to meet once a week with one person. But now that my boys are in elementary and junior high, I'm able to disciple many more. So I always take into careful consideration the ages of my kids and what I really feel like I can do in a quality way. So I will also tell you that when I had a newborn, I did not disciple anybody. I mean, newborn, I mean, I wasn't even awake. I mean, I couldn't even pry my eyes open to read the Bible. I had to wait until my newborn was on some sort of schedule before I could know my windows of opportunity. And God bless you if you have a colicky one. My little Josh screen cried through his first six months of life, despite my Herculean efforts to figure out what was wrong with him. I remember uh, his pediatrician, after several visits, simply looked at me, sighed, and said, Lori, this is your baby. This just is his temperament. (laughs) I was like, no, there's got to be something wrong. There's got to be something you can give me for this. Now, thankfully, he grew out of it, but believe me when I say that even though that was 13 years ago, I am still tired from that experience. Okay, number two, discipleship with kids in tow. Have your disciple come to you. Have the woman you're discipling come to your home. With children, depending on their ages, you might be able to disciple somebody at your home and your disciple can just come to you. Now, what this does is it cuts down on your drive time and it frees you up more time to meet with your disciple. So perhaps let's just say each morning at 10, your kids get to watch Sesame Street or Clifford the Big Red Dog. Now, I may be dating myself here because that's what my boys watched each morning when I would give them a little snack about 10, 10 o'clock. Well, I could easily just be in the next room where, of course, I could still glance and see my boys watching those cartoons. And I could be discipling somebody, cup of coffee in hand, ready to walk through the elements of a discipleship appointment with my disciple. Now, at that time, my formal dining room was not really used that often. It just kind of collected dust. So it was also a great place to meet because it tended not to have a lot of clutter and laundry in the way. Now, it's okay if you have a messy room to meet in. I'm not saying that's a problem. But for me, I just like the fact that I could find myself a little place in the house that I didn't need to feel like I had to clean up to be able to meet with somebody. 
Number three, use naps wisely. Now, in my very first podcast episode entitled Time for Discipleship, I mentioned that I was able to disciple one gal per week when I had two little boys. And it worked out perfectly because just as my boys were going down for their afternoon naps, the local high school was getting out and she would come to me. The great thing was I wouldn't have to pay a babysitter to watch my sons to go spend time discipling somebody. We would just do it during their nap time. And where would I sit? Well, at that big formal dining room table that was collecting dust that I just mentioned. Now, every parent knows how valuable nap times are. They're like a commodity. We hang on to them as long as possible. You know, it's our one time of the day, or maybe you get two times of the day where we know we'll get a reprieve. We can catch up on laundry, start dinner, return emails, schedule doctor's appointments. We plan our life around nap times like our life depends on it. But I found joy in giving one of these times to discipleship each week. In a way, I felt like I was tithing my nap times to the Lord. Number four, consider having your disciple bring their kids over. Now, this will only really work as the kids get a little bit older. When my boys entered kindergarten till about third, fourth grade, I was able to have my disciple bring her kids over to play while we met. Now, this does not always work, but sometimes it does. And matter of fact, one summer I had led a new Christian, uh, I led a woman to Christ. She was a new Christian through my start here Bible study. And so we continued to meet for discipleship. And it just so happened she had two boys the same ages of my boys. It was awesome. It's like the stars aligned. So all four boys would go upstairs in my home. I used to have a game room upstairs. Now it's my office, but they would play up there. They'd play Connect Four. They'd play Operation. They'd play Bingo. They had a blast while we discussed the Bible and prayed downstairs. Now, of course, they'd come down occasionally and they'd want this out of the other. And I kept, you know, some snacks and some juice boxes available. But when kids are similar in ages and younger, it can work out to actually kind of let them have a play date while you're discipling somebody. Okay, tip number five, consider the content of your Bible study, the Bible study component portion of discipleship and keep it simple. When you're discipling a woman and you have young kids, you can tend to be tired and frazzled. I mean, can I get an amen? So consider using biblical content that does not take hours for you to read and prepare. So definitely use my Start Here, Six Foundational Lessons for Growth in Christ Bible Study, or my newest one, Next Steps, because those contain all the answers in the back. And I also have a leader's guide that you can download for free off my website. So basically, I've done the prep work for you. Another option is you can simply teach your disciple something you've already done in the past. Perhaps pull something that helped you grow as a believer in Christ. I love the book called This Was Your Life, Preparing to Meet God Face-to-Face by Rick Howard and Jamie Lash or The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel, or Bondage Breakers by Neil Anderson. All these are biblically-based workbooks that I've already done personally. So if I was busy and I needed something simple to do, I'd simply pull something that I've already done and just keep it simple. Number six, push pause when needed. 
You need to feel free that if you're discipling somebody to take some breaks. For me, typically after Thanksgiving through New Year's, I'm having to take a break. Those holiday times get crazy with family coming in, um, you know, preschools and schools have their end of the year, you know, concerts or choirs or even little preschool fun days. And so you're already having some extra stuff put in your schedule. It's okay to take a little break right there. Heck, your disciple may be busy as well. Another time that you might need to push pause would be during the summer. Sometimes I was able to make it work, but other summers I just wouldn't. Maybe the person I was discipling had kids way differently than the ages of my kids, and it just it just didn't work. It's okay to push pause, pick it back up in the fall. Number seven, group women together. Now, I love to do discipleship one-on-one, or maybe me and two other people, let's say. But sometimes you just need to group them together. If you've just got some women that you need to meet with, you know, for different reasons, just put them in the same group. And that just means it's just one time of the week you're having to, you know, make life work. Even if they're at different spiritual levels, it can still work. Okay. I actually experimented with this one summer. I had a group, check this out, where I had one person that was a solid believer but she also had a newborn baby. I mean, newborn baby. I had another spiritually spiritually knowledgeable sophomore in college. And then I had a brand new baby believer going through a divorce. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they could have been at any different stages of life, but I grouped them together because I really only had time in my schedule that summer for one meeting a week. And I was a bit nervous, like, how is this really going to go down? But you know what? It worked. I'm not going to bore you on the details, but it was phenomenal the way I believe God stitched it together just as he wanted. Number eight, recruit your kids to help. Now, as your kids get older, Okay, so I began this podcast talking about my boys being one and three, but as they got older, they actually began to help me. They began to help me prepare for discipleship. They knew to straighten up the couch pillows or set out the snacks for the ladies or maybe their kids that were coming over. I taught them about answering the door, greeting the women by name, looking them in the eyes. I would kind of role play with them how I wanted them to answer the door and greet people say, this is where you could put your purse, Miss Jones, or would you like something to drink? I mean, they were like my little gentlemen. They became my little helpers. And you know what? When they were old enough, I explained to them that they, by helping me, were helping women grow in Christ. It really became a family affair. So this is quite a list. Eight tips for discipleship with kids in tow. So my question of the week is, Was there one tip that stood out to you the most? I would love to know. Was there one of those that when I touched on it, you're like, yes, that's the one I needed to hear. Um, Or is there something that saves you time that you're already doing? Maybe you are doing discipleship with kids in tow and you have found the magic bullet. Okay, you have the key to how this works. Then please shoot me a note on my website. Let me know. Because perhaps I can include that in a future podcast. You can always go to my website. LoriJoinerMinistries.org and just click the contact me tab and shoot me a note. You know, while I was journeying through my eight tips, you might have wondered, this is a lot of effort. Is it even worth it? 
I mean, is discipling another woman when your children are young worth all the effort? And I can say a hundred percent, absolutely. As my kids have gotten older, they had an eyewitness account of me investing in other women at that dusty, formal dining room table. I've not merely taught them about discipleship and the Great Commission. I have demonstrated it in front of them in our home. My greatest hope is that my children will grow up to disciple other kids. I hope that when they're in junior high, they're discipling people. When they're in high school, they're discipling people. When they're in college, they're discipling people. And yes, when they get older and they have kids, my prayer is that they disciple others. And I hope that as they disciple others, they'll be able to recall the times they greeted a woman at the door who needed help spiritually. I hope they remember the times that they set out the snacks and the times that they heard me praying and teaching others from God's word. I hope I am their example as other women who had kids in tow were my example. Well, you know, I like to end my podcast with a keeping it real moment. So here is my keeping it real moment. When I was in college, I transferred from one college to another. So I was a transfer into the University of North Texas, and I was assigned to do a Bible study with a Campus Crusade for Christ staff member named Christy. Little did I know what a treat I was in for. She had one or two children of really young ages when I first met her. And we, meaning me and some other college gals, would pile into her home on Sunday evenings for Bible study. She and her husband, many times when we'd show up, would still be doing their like night routine with their daughters, you know, brushing teeth, saying prayers, and then she would lead us in Bible study. But I was always surprised by how hands-on her husband was. I mean, he was like helping. He was like helping with the shower time, helping change the diapers. He would say the prayers. I mean, I was just shocked. I I had never seen a husband do that. My examples were of men watching TV, sports, while women did that type of work. Then when Christy had another baby, well, she began to breastfeed her daughter in front of us. And again, I was just shocked. I mean, I had never witnessed a person reading the Bible while breastfeeding their baby. Well, actually, I had never had an adult read the Bible to me in their home. Even when I placed my faith in Christ, the Bible was read at church. It was read in like youth group meetings, but I couldn't recall a time that I'd been, I'd sat in somebody's home for the Bible to be read. Well, then when she had baby four or five, she asked me if I could come help her clean her home. And she also paid me. But but you got to understand, I jumped at the chance just to have more time with Christy. And I would like spend the day with her. I saw her making dinner, uh, dis- disciplining her children. I mean, the way she talked to them was so kind. It was so loving. It was like they weren't even getting in trouble at all. But she was correcting them. The home was functional. My parents had divorced when I was in the third grade. My childhood was riddled with their alcohol abuse. The sheer fact that I could witness a mom and a dad with kids where there wasn't a ton of yelling and drinking was more of a ministry to me than she could have ever known. Okay, I'm getting teared up just thinking about it. So to keep it really real, 
Discipleship with kids in tow is worth it. Women, teenagers, others, they may be ministered to just by observing your life. More than anything, you can teach them from scripture. So do not put off discipleship till you're not busy. I mean, I can't imagine if Christy had said, you know what? I got all these kids. I'm just too busy to pour into the lives of women. You know, what if she would have said, I'll just put it off till I'm not so tired. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad she didn't do that. I am changed as a person because of what I witnessed in her home, in her busyness. So I implore you, disciple others. Even in your busiest season of life, disciple others. God can and will use you. Whatever you can give, he will use it in extraordinary ways. I can attest to that. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for people like Christy. Lord, people that just discipled others even when they were busy, even when their hands were just filled with young children and nap times and laundry and diapers and bottles and just everything that goes with that. Lord, I pray that the people listening to this podcast would be that person to somebody else, that they would say, yes, my life is busy. And maybe it's not busy with kids in tow. Maybe it's busy in some other way. They're, they're writing a book. They're starting a ministry. They're, they're building a home. I don't even know. But Lord, I pray that even in those busy seasons of life, we can still make a huge, huge difference in somebody's life. And so, Father, I pray that you would just show us, give us the grace, open our eyes and our mind to see those margins of time that we can use to disciple others for your glory and to build your kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, for the men and women that have poured into our lives. I pray that you would bless them, give them favor, blessing. Lord, give us divine appointments, open doors of opportunity so that we can be that for others. Lord, thank you for Christy. Thank you for the other disciplers you put in my life. Lord, thank you that even in our busyness, we can make a difference. Show us where it goes, Lord. Who is our next disciple? Get our antenna up, open our eyes, and help us see it, Lord. And we just say that we love you and we worship you today. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Lori Joyner Ministry serves the global body of Christ with discipleship resources, publications, and ongoing coaching and consulting of discipleship ministries. To invite me to speak at your next event and to see a full list of my discipleship books and Bible studies and resources, please visit me at loriejoynerministries.org.